hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Amanda Hadley podcast. Um, in this episode, we're going to be discussing property trusts in wills with a, a view to mitigating care fees. And the idea of this interview really is to detail what they are, why people use them and why you might consider creating one when drafting or updating your will. Uh, I'm delighted to be joined today by David Webb, who is head of department and partner in our wills probate and older client services team. Welcome, David. And uh, hopefully, David, right. to give us a full understanding of, of, of this particular area of will planning. So, David, welcome. Um, let's get us started off, first of all. So, can you explain to me what is a property trust in a will? Yeah, well, this whole subject is, is actually quite a big subject, mitigating care fees, uh, whether you're trying to do that through lifetime arrangements or, or indeed through a will. It's, it's, it's a big subject and, and it involves some, uh, quite some significant uh, choices, in fact. Uh, and by way of introduction, if I can just actually compare really what's at stake here. Um, with, with, with care fees, potentially, you're looking at um, a, a, a charge for care fees, which will take 100% of your assets uh, over a threshold of, uh, I think it's £23,750, something of that kind. And if you compare that with inheritance, in, with, 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 um, inheritance tax, which everybody complains about, well, there you're looking at a, 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 a tax which will take 40% of your assets um, over a threshold of, well, it can be anything between £325,000 or a million pounds. So, so, so in fact, care fees potentially um, is, 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 is going to have quite an impact and much more so than inheritance tax, which most people worry about and, uh, and, and try to mitigate. So, so, so care fees is a subject well worth looking at uh, and how best to mitigate it. As I say, you can make arrangements during your lifetime or, or through your will. And we're going to concentrate here today, I think, on what can be done through your will using, um, using a property trust. Um, so, so you are really making a, an, an advanced decision in a way um, by, by, by creating a property trust in your will to mitigate care fees. You're, 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 you're kind of making a, a statement of what your spouse or partner um, is going to take with them when they try to buy a care package or, 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 or into long-term care. Um, I, I, I think while you're both alive, while, while a couple are both alive, they're going to support each other. The chances of one of them needing to go into care do exist, of course, but much less so than when the survivor is, less, is left on their own. Um, and, and so the choice really, it, it, it's quite a stark choice. Um, are you going to ring fence capital through a trust which will pass to your children? Or are you going to use that resource for your own care, for your partner's, your spouse's care uh, and, and, and their health needs uh, during the last few years of their life? And the choice could be between a stay at Oil Drum Lane Care Home or Parkview Care Home. And that's, and that's, and that's just as it seems, actually. It's a uh, uh, you, you, you either get great care that you've paid for or you rely on the state to provide for you, which isn't so great. That's, that's down oil drum lay. Um, so, so, so you're really making that decision for yourself, for your partner, 
for your spouse in, in future years. And it, and it may be easy to theorize, oh, well, yes, we want to, we, we want to keep some money back. We want to ring fence some money for the kids. We want them to have an inheritance. Um, that's a great theory, but when it comes to the practicality of actually going into long-term care, um, then the message really does strike home a little bit. So, so, it's, so it is quite a stark choice um, and, and one you've got to think about very, very seriously. People do like to ring fence money for, 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 for uh, the next generation, for your children. But, you know, the bricks and mortar so often represent a person's totality of their life savings or a very large part of it. And so to say, um, we're going to ring fence part of that for the next generation. We're not going to use it for ourselves. It's very unselfish act, but the reality when you walk through the doors of, of uh, Oil Drum Lane Care Home might, uh, might not seem such a great idea. Um, so, so, the, so the reality can, uh, can, can, can actually be uh, much starker than the theory. So if you've made that decision that, um, yes, we, we want to do that, we want to ring fence, um, you know, part of that inheritance, um, how, how does that work as a trust? What, what's the kind of mechanism for that? Okay, well, a trust, um, just, just to introduce the whole concept of a trust, trust is about control. Um, if you make an outright gift in a will or indeed during your lifetime, then whatever you give away, the person receiving it can do as they please with that property. They keep it, sell it, uh, destroy it, give it away. It's theirs. But a trust imposes some measure of control on that. So the person making the gift through the will, in this instance, uh, can still control the asset, even though they've given it away. So a property trust, you're putting your share of the house into that trust. So you're not going to give the share of your, your half share of the house, the, the family home. You're not going to give it to your spouse outright. You're going to give it into a trust. The beneficiary of that trust is going to be your spouse or your partner. Okay. So they're still going to actually control the front door because A, they own half outright themselves, potentially. Um, and be there the beneficiary of the other half, which is how they trust for them. So they still control the front door. Life will continue in that they have to pay all of the outgoings. They have to pay all the bills, maintain the property, insure it. But they have a say on who goes in and out of the property. To all intents and purposes, the outside world, they are the sole owner. The big difference will occur when they have to go into long-term care, if they do have to go into long-term care. That's the point at which this trust will come into effect and have some, some impact on what happens next. Because when they go into care, they will take with them as a resource their half share of the family home. But they can't take with them the half share which is owned by the trust because it's not theirs. The house would be sold, they would have their half share, they'd spend that on care fees, the other half belonging to the trust would be kept by the trust, potentially would be invested. The income from those investments, be they interest, be it dividends, that income, whatever it is, would belong to the spouse who's just gone into care, but they can't touch the capital. Right. That's ring fence. And when they die, when the spouse dies, that ring fence capital 
unspent on care fees, preserved against care fees, will pass to the next generations, the children. So how easy is it, David, if you kind of take in your scenario of Oil Drum Lane, yeah, to reverse that decision? Let's say you arrive and you think, mm, actually, <laughs> can, can, can you at that point release the property from the trust? Uh, no, well, you created it. It's been created by the by, by your spouse, by, by your partner who's passed away. It's in the will. It's it's kind of written in stone. Very difficult to break that trust. Um, and it would depend entirely on the terms of the precise term of the trust uh, and, and indeed the cooperation of all the parties involved. So, so, so the answer is pretty difficult, actually, to break that trust. Not easy at all. Um, so, so you are parting with half the value of the house, that's not going to be your resource anymore. Uh, and, and, and just to expand on that, you, you know, the survivor living in the house, not needing care fees, controlling the front door okay, but suddenly they have a, a whim to go around the world uh, and play the slot machines in Las Vegas. That's out of the question because the trust owns half the house. They can't sell the house and go and, go, go and waste it all on, on, on the slots in, in, in Las Vegas. The trust owns half, so it really is secure and locked in for the children. So, so you are going to play out the, your widowhood, uh, your widowerhood uh, with one hand tied behind your back because half your house is owned by the trust. Um, and it's, it, it, is, it is a very safe and secure way. Uh, it, it's well practiced. It's, it's, it's a well-trod route to saving care fees, the impact of care fees against half the value of the front door. Um, whether you want to take that route depends on your philosophy of how much you want to preserve for your children against how much you want to have a good um, uh, stay in a very nice care home because they are expensive. So, 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 so you have to watch that very carefully. Um, and to be fair, there are other ways of saving the value of the front door beyond, beyond that. Um, but, 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 but that's basically how a, a trust works. Um, and in terms of um, other ways of preserving the front door, yeah. then the really, really the best way of preserving the, 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 the value of the front door would be actually not to go into care, <laughs> to stay living there. Um, that's the best way. And, and you can achieve that by um, exercising your right to a needs assessment. So if you're getting to that point where the house is a little bit too difficult to manage, the stairs are a problem, one thing and another, you can look at mechanisms and devices which will help you and support you in your stay in your own home, which, which I think most people would want to do. So you can go to the local authority, you can ask for a needs assessment. You, you know, they can put things in place like grab handles, stair lifts. Um, they, can, they can arrange for you to have care in the mornings to get you out of bed and, 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 and ready for the day to prepare meals for you uh, and, and, and another care visit at the end of the day to make sure you're safely in bed. Um, and, and, and asleep, as it were. Um, so there, are, and of course, your family can support you as well. So, so you've got to look at all of these ways and mechanisms to help support you in your home, own home, to stay there, uh, and then you don't have to sell it at all. And that's the best way of preserving your asset base for the next generation, and also gives you probably a more comfortable uh, retirement in, in, in the last few years of your life. But if you do have to go into care, then a property trust. So it, it certainly does work. Okay. Okay. What happens in the scenario, David, where you've, you've um, 
you know, let, let's say you, you, you're um, widowed, for example, yeah, and there's the, the trust that exists, but you decide that you want to move out of your, you know, nice detached four bedroom home into a, into a bungalow. Is the trust just around the property, that property and now your hands tied from selling it? If, Oh, no, no, it is more flexible than that. So, so, so in fact, if, if you did want to downsize, for example, house is too big, you want to downsize, you want to go and live by the sea, um, then, then certainly you can do that within the context of the trust still existing because you would simply sell this house and the trust would join in that sale, buy a new house, which will be held on exactly the same terms. So if you downsize, let's say you downsized and the new property was worth £100,000 less than the one you just sold, well, that's fine. Of the £100,000 released, £50,000 will go into your back pocket for you to spend because that's your half share of the, of the divvy up, if you like. The other half share uh, would, would belong to the trust. That would be invested and you would probably get the income drawdown from that. So be invested and some income would be generated by way of interest or or investment in, in, in markets, you get some dividends and you'd get that income, but you couldn't touch that half of the capital. That's ring fenced. Right. So, so, so certainly you can move house. It doesn't stop you from doing that. The new property will be held then on exactly the same terms as the original home. Um, half belonging to the trust, the other half to, the, um, to yourself um, who's just moved house. <laughs> so, so, okay. so yes, it's flexible. Okay, so do, do you have um, do you have control over uh, over the trust while while you're not in care? I'm just thinking of a situation where you decide to downsize, and the benefit mm. of the trust don't want you to sell the nice four bedroom family home that they've all grown. Yeah. What happens yeah. then? Well, um, do do you have control of the trust? Um, well, typically, typically, um, your spouse or, or your partner would also be a trustee of the trust. So they're not only the, the only beneficiary of the trust, lifetime beneficiary of the trust, you'd also be a trustee. So, so you would certainly have a say in it, and maybe your children would be the other trustees. Mm. The really bad idea is to appoint a professional trustee. That's, that's a terrible idea, because if you appoint... Sorry? Why is that? Why? Why? Because professional trustees have a very unpleasant habit of charging for their time. Oh, okay. <laughs> And their expertise so, so so it's a terrible idea plus it takes control away from the family so finding the family is harmonious and fingers crossed you know you do have a harmonious family who just want the best for you uh, then, then then having the family as trustees that's that's a good idea but I've seen so many um, trusts that have been created by often by non-solicitors um, will writers and, and people of that nature um, who are unregulated and they appoint themselves as trustees. And, and, that, and that creates a whole load of extra costs and expense, which you really don't need. So you appoint your family, yourself and your family, your partner as, as, as trustees, and then you retain control of it. If you need outside expert help, which you might do from time to time, financial advice on, on investments, one thing and another, then by all means seek that advice, but it's within your control. So you determine how much you pay for that advice and who you use. It's not imposed on you. Okay. So is, is it only property that can be put into a trust to ring fence asset, uh, ring fence wealth in any way? 
No, 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 not no, by no means. Um, but typically it will be property because most people think of their cash savings as being a resource they might need and they don't want it tied up within the context of the trust. But you could put money, asset, other assets into the trust. You could, yes. Um, and it would have the same outcome, be treated in the same way as the property. But typically it's going to be a half share of the value of the front door. Okay. The value of the front door usually represents the bulk of someone's estate, typically. Um, mm. And so therefore, by putting half the value in, in, in that, it's, it, it's, it, it's a sensible move. Whereas to put all of your everything you own or half of everything you own as a couple, that's a little bit extreme. And you need to be extremely careful that you're not going to uh, make the survivor uh, a pauper. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. you, you, you don't take it to extremes. So, so you've got to be a little bit uh, moderate with that sort of strategy. But, but, but you could do, yes. Uh, and of course, a property trust. We've concentrated here on care fees, but property trusts can use can be useful for other devices as well. Um, for example, um, second marriages, a, a couple with with, with, with children from, pre, you know, husband and wife may have children from previous relationships, mm. um, and, and they may have both contributed to the family home, so it's owned 50-50, let's say. Um, if one dies, if the husband dies, then he doesn't want to do so thinking, well, okay, I've just left everything to my wife, which is lovely. I'd want to do that. I don't want to uh, make her a pauper um, and have a poor widowhood. Uh, but equally, um, she could disinherit my children, actually. She now owns the family home. And it's possible that there may be a rift then between the the survivor and the stepchildren and they get written out and it happens so so often more often than I can tell you um it it, it is something you come across very frequently um oh mum died 10 years ago um and, and and she left everything to my stepfather and I now find that he's left it all to his children I'm not included but but mum owned half the house that can't be right can it well, yes, it can be right. Um, so, so if you have a property trust in those circumstances, it can actually, by putting half the value of the house into the property trust, you can ring fence it for your children and they cannot then be disinherited. While the survivor, the, 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 the spouse or the partner who survives, not badly disadvantaged by that move. But, you know, they, they can't then make a new will leaving it all to um uh their, their family and, and and ignore their step family so, so it does have other uses actually which are equally as valid as care fees understand and can these trusts ever be challenged uh i'm thinking of care fees particularly here um yes um mitigating care fees can be a controversial subject with local authorities obviously yeah. um and but in the context of a will trust, in the context of a property trust in a will, it would be extremely difficult for them to, 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 to contest that. Um, there are other instances, other, other arrangements for trusts which, which are much more controversial. This property trust in a will, pretty uncontroversial actually. It's, it's, it, it's something which the local authority would struggle to um, challenge. Um, and I've, I've never actually known that to happen. 
Um, so it is very effective. Whereas if you look at the lifetime arrangement, uh, and, and again, you know, we, we, over the decades, we, we've seen various schemes. How can I protect my house against local authority charges? It, it is actually quite difficult because if, if it was easy, everyone would do it. Um, and not everybody does do it. Therefore, it tells you it's, it's quite a difficult thing to achieve. At one time, the, the, the thing was, well, we'll give the house to our children. Mm. Um, that has its consequences because if you fall out with your children, they could ask you actually to leave. Or if your children get divorced or if they go bankrupt or, or if they die prematurely, suddenly you're living in a house that you no longer own. And, and, and your tenure in that house is, 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 can, can be quite tenuous. Mm. Um, so that was a bad idea. Nowadays, people are saying, well, put the house into a trust of which you're the beneficiary. And that can work, but it is open to challenge. And local authorities do like to challenge them because they don't like to see people not paying for their care. Uh, and, and, and again, in order to achieve that position, in order to put your whole house into a lifetime settlement, um, then you've got to again accept the, the philosophy that you're going to live in oil drum lane during the last three or four years of your lifetime uh, and, and that you're not going to even get a shot at look, uh, staying at Parkview's care home, which is a shame because the, the views from Parkview's care home are beautiful. <laughs> oil drum lane isn't so great. <laughs> um, so, so you've got to be very careful. You've got to think that through. Got to think that through, but 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 a lifetime settlement can work, but is controversial and can be challenged. Okay. Are there any circumstances, David, where you would advise against a trust? In a will, a property trust in a will. Yeah. In a will, yeah. Um, well, obviously, where you where there is no need for it, you know, because you actually, you you, you know what, the children are doing well. Um, they're well placed in life um, and they wouldn't want to visit us in oil drum lane care home, come on mate, they'd much prefer a visit to on a Sunday afternoon to um, the, the, the Fairlands Park um, care home. So, so it's not necessary. We'll, we'll keep our wealth and we'll, and we'll use it on ourselves. We'll, we'll, we'll use it to have a reasonable standard of living in the few years, in, in, in the last few years before you pass away. Um, and, what, and then if there's anything left, they can have it. Or the grandchildren can have it. But we'll use it for ourselves first. And, 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 and you know what? We saved all our lives. We worked all our lives. The bricks and mortar are the visible results of that um, effort. Um, and we want to use that effort for our own purposes first, and then the kids can have what's left. I think that's a fair philosophy. And in that case, a property trust wouldn't be needed. Yeah. So you've got to think it through. Um, you know, some couples don't have any children, so there's no point in it. So you might as well use it for yourself. Um, you've, you've, you've really got to examine your own motives and make sure that they're sound before you go diving in there. No point having a trust which is absolutely pointless. Okay. It's just a waste of money and effort. Well, there are certain points in your, in your life where a trust should be considered. Um, You've mentioned second marriages. You've mentioned, obviously, as you, you, you reach your twilight years. Are there any other, any other life-changing events where you think a trust should be considered? Um, well, <clears throat> wills do carry opportunities to um, 
create trusts which are helpful for tax. So for the very wealthy, perhaps, who, who might be worried about a big tax bill and want to mitigate it. Not everybody wants to mitigate the tax bill. Some people have the philosophy, well, you know what, um, <laughs> we ought to pay our dues to the state. Mm. Um, but other people, um, quite legitimately, there's nothing wrong with it. There's, there's nothing there's, there's nothing says is wrong morally or, or, or legally. Um, they want to arrange their affairs in such ways to minimise the impact of tax on their estate. And that's fine. A trust can assist with that. Not a property trust, as we've described it. Putting half your house into the trust isn't going to do anything for tax whatsoever. Um, but there are other kinds of trusts. Trusts come in all shapes and sizes to fit all manner of problems, uh, from family problems through to tax problems. Um, so it, it is a question of choosing the right vehicle uh, for the right problem. Okay. Well, David, that's been really, really interesting conversation. Thank you very much. Um, learned a lot. Um, as ever with our, our podcasts, um, if you want to contact David directly, um, his details will be with our editor's notes that accompany this podcast. Um, or you can just visit mandahadley.co.uk uh, and contact David through the website there. David, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much.